Press is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, it's we're into Indian summer, I think, as we come along, which makes me very happy. Well, I am, uh, as I shared last week, I had just come back from three weeks underground working and writing on actually outlining three new books. And one of the things that we authors always scramble to do, okay, so you've got all these hot, cool ideas. How in the heck, uh, you know, can you pay for all of them? And that's what this show is all about today. Because we're going to, we have the uh, the gorilla in the crowdfunding sky with us for the hour, and we were really honored to have the commu- the publishing community manager at Kickstarter, Margot Atwell, who who really has a fabulous background in publishing herself. She was the publisher. She's actually been a publisher of both her books which was, is, an independent publisher of both fiction and nonfiction. And under her leadership, Beaufort published four national bestsellers, including High by Jeff Foxworthy, If I Did It by the Goldman Family, and a new edition of I'm Dancing as Fast as I Can by Barbara Gordon, along with a lot of award-winning books. So her first book, The Insider's Guide to Book Publishing Success, was published in 2013, and her second Derby Life, Stories, Advice, Wisdom from the Roller Derby World is forthcoming next year. And I have to tell you, Margot has a secret life because she's a killer roller derby queen. So we're going to get on the fast track on crowdfunding and Kickstarter. Welcome to the program, Margot. Thanks so much for having me, Judith. You are welcome. All right, so... Well, why don't we just really ask, um, what brought you to publishing in the first place? I think I'll just kind of roll out there. How did you get involved in the publishing world? Uh, I mean, I've always loved reading and writing ever since I've learned how to read. And um, as soon as I realized that there was someone between the writer and the reader, uh, I thought that just sounded like the coolest job on earth. So I ran literary magazines in high school and college and uh, took internships and really wanted to be in publishing from the very moment I thought about uh, what kind of job I might want to take. Okay. So that sounds, well, so you bring, you never know which party one's going to come to, um, to, to bring you there, but that was your goose. And uh, I know my, my goose was coming from when a well-known national columnist, humorist, author, took some of my stories and um, published them under his name. So that got me going oh. saying, yeah. So that was, um, okay, Judith, if you don't start using your own ideas, other people will take them and run with them, which is what he did. At least he, he sent me a letter saying he was going to do it. Can you believe that? I framed it and have it hanging in my office to remind me all the time to keep on trekking. 
All right, yeah. let's ju <laughs> let's jump into this, Margo. What is Kickstarter? How did it get put together? And uh, and why is it great for authors and publishers? Uh, Kickstarter is an online community to um, or an online platform where you can raise money and build community around a creative project. So authors tend to come to Kickstarter to raise money for um, editing, for printing and publishing. Um, some of them raise money for cover design uh, or or for a, uh, a book tour. Um, some people roll that all together and and raise money for the whole the whole publishing package. And it's I think it's a really great missing piece in the new self-publishing landscape. Because a lot of authors have discovered that with all the online tools, it's really not that hard to publish your own book anymore especially if you can find a great editor that you trust. Um, but the missing part is that publishers used to play is the advance. So Kickstarter is a way that authors can essentially raise their own advance and raise the money to, um, to publish their books instead of having to go out of pocket and risk that maybe, maybe you make your book and suddenly there's no market for it when you're done. Well, you know, I think thinking of... Um of it as an advance. I'm one of those authors that when I published with New York, I used to get advances. That it, it is a good way to do it because it's, but in this case, the advance, which in the old world sense was more along the lines of you're getting paid for your writing work, so to speak. This time, the advance um, in what you're using it for is that it will pay for the production. Now, it could, it could pay for, I guess, your time if you're trying to pitch it and create a proposal and get it out to a New York publisher. But my experience is most of the projects that I've gone through on any of the crowdfunding sites are really people are in, in a, a DIY frame. They're going to do this publishing yourself. Am I wrong or is it mixed? It, it's definitely mixed. I've seen publishers and magazine publishers using it. Um, Archipelago Press raised money to translate Carl uh, uh, Ove Nosgaard's um, third edition or third uh, third book in the My Struggle series. So um, that was an interesting way that someone used it. Uh, I've also seen authors who are more established using it either to just cover publishing costs or some of them have used it to, to buy their time. Uh, there was one ghostwriter who used the site to raise money so that he could take six months and and ghostwrite someone's uh, autobiography, actually. It was a, a humorous project. Well, how strange. Usually when people ghostwrite, they get paid for that. That sounds like double dipping to me, Margot. <laughs> it, was, it was a humor project in which he, he ghostwrote the unauthorized autobiography of uh, Kim Jong-il. Hmm. Interesting. So, was it his own project then? Yes, it was a, an idea he came up with, and he raised about thirty thousand dollars. And then he had the time and the resources he needed to publish the book. Yeah. Now, see, I wouldn't call that ghostwriting. Ghostwriting is when you do it for somebody else. The ghostwriting. What he did is he he got he funded his time to do the book writing that he didn't have to do anything else. He wrote it as if he were Kim Jong Il. He, well, that's okay. It's I understand parodies, but the reality is that he was writing it for his own benefit versus not getting paid by somebody else in that arena. That, 
that was the conceit of the project. But anyway, um, you did point out that that uh, a lot of people tend to fund just the publication costs, mm-hmm. and that's the project I tend to see most, is someone who comes to Kickstarter, they have a finished manuscript, they're pretty close to done, um, but they just need money for editing, um, typesetting, uh, cover design, and those kinds of hard publishing costs. Mm-hmm. Those types of and, and, and have you ever seen a breakdown of? Well, why don't you let me ask you this? How many, um, how many projects last year did did authors publishers bring forward in that category? Do you have any idea what the number was and the total amount sought and what they raised? How many were successful? Um. Let me pull that up. Uh, we have a statistics page on our site if you go to the bottom of kickstart.com um, towards the left. So I'm not sure I can separate it out by year, but the total number of successfully funded publishing projects is just under 6,000. So the total number of projects are 6,000, and how much did that raise, Margot? Really good question. Uh, the, the publishing category. The total amount pledged to successful publishing projects mm-hmm. is $47 million. $47 million is a lot of money. Yes, it is. That's very exciting. Um, so, so The average project, um, almost 4,000 of the 6,000 successful publishing projects have been in the $1,000 to $10,000 range. And the and then the other two thousand are those over that amount? Um, some are over, most are under. Okay, so some are. I mean, I I've had the, the projects I've worked on with clients for kicks that you know what, that we use the Kickstarter platform were in the eight 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 to nine eight to ten thousand actually was the average, and um, and then we did do one project over twenty two thousand. Oh, congratulations! That's fantastic. Yeah, that did that did fairly well. Um, I mean, they've all been. The, the good news is everything we've done, and I think that I want to do is our listeners encourage them to understand that, even though um, I, I don't know what. Let me ask you this, Margot, before I t- tell this amount. Uh, what amount um, don't succeed in the publishing category? About forty percent of the projects do succeed. Uh, so that varies a little bit based on subcategory. Um, okay. And, and that's, yeah. About that's 50% okay. of the projects in the publishing category don't succeed. Um, but site-wide, we see that about 11% of projects never get a single pledge. Oh. And to me, that oh. says that those people don't really understand how to use the platform. Exactly. And, and when we come back from our break, we're going to get into those steps of how you do succeed. And I did want to share with, with our listeners of all the projects that I've been involved in, the strategizing and kind of masterminding, and we put it together from the content and the video and all that. Every one of them not only succeeded, but they all overfunded. So that's exciting. Um, in the process, although we had a few that we were sweating. We had, we had a couple <laughs> we were sweating on in that process. But it's so what I understand is what, what Margot, you're saying in the publishing arena, 40% do succeed. And, yes. there's reason, and there's reasons why they succeed. Yeah, and I'll, I'll try to help share those reasons with you as much as I can. 
Perfect. So that's what we want to jump into. And and before we jump into our first break, we're about a minute away, but I'd love to know, how how old is Kickstarter? Kickstarter is was five years old in May. So it's still a baby. Yeah. Yeah, the, the platform's still developing, and we're still working to make new tools and uh, make the platform better for creators and more exciting for backers. Mm-hmm. And in my last conversation with you, you had said, and I'd li- I would like to have you come up and discuss those in just a sec, some of the new rules and guidelines have been altered just a little in the publishing area. So when we come back, we're going to get into that. Margot Margo Atwell, the community publishing manager at Kickstarter, is my guest today. You're listening to All to You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106-DESIGN. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces e-books and book marketing materials such as posters. 
posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask if you want to write and publish a book if you want to be successful as an author your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask is for you stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith briles you know, some of the things that Margot was sharing about Kickstarter that over $47 million um, was raised just in the publishing arena alone. And last year, Kickstarter crossed over into a, mil- a billion, that's with a B, a billion dollars in total funds raised. But and we always think that it is, well, it's important to realize that they then immediately within 30 days, everyone I've known that's done funding with Kickstarter gets their money in 30 days uh, within that time frame, that they they really, um, 95% of those monies go right back out again um, to the author and, and all the other avenues they need to do. So they're... Actually, I wanted to, I wanted to jump in. I think I might have misspoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a three to five percent payment processing fee, and Kickstarter's fee five percent. So the creators of successful projects receive ninety to ninety-two percent of that money. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So when you, so we've always told people when they are doing crowdfunding programs, you need to really budget in roughly ten percent is going to go into your host platform for your your money processing and for putting it together for you. Um, for monies that you receive on that. So you always need to keep that in mind. So that's you as the author. So if you need $10,000, you're not going to raise $10,000. You need to go after eleven, a little bit over $11,000 because you have cost to put on whatever your campaign is. And a lot of authors don't think about that, and, and or just people who are doing projects. And they do need to think about those costs um, in the area. So... Margo, let's talk about some projects. What are what kinds of projects can you run on Kickstarter? And I think it's also important to ask in, in the publishing arena what projects don't work, so they hear it twice. <laughs> uh, I've seen authors and publishers and, and creative types making all sorts of cool things with Kickstarter. Uh, a lot of people will raise money to publish a book um, or a magazine or a zine or launch a website. Um, sometimes people will uh, will raise money to do research for a book project. Uh, there was one author I knew who had received an advance from a traditional publisher, but it wasn't enough to actually do the research she needed to complete the book. 
So she did a Kickstarter project to raise to to meet that uh, shortfall, and she succeeded and was able to do her book. Um, sometimes authors will do uh, a book tour or something else like that. Um, there was someone in Brooklyn who raised money to do a Moby Dick marathon where um, different people actually read every single word of Moby Dick in a three-day back-to-back marathon in different sites around New York. So um, I'm going to drop by it, but I'm not going to stay for the whole thing. Oh, how fun is that? So it was a funding to uh, underwrite doing that project, coordinating it, putting it together? Uh, to pay for the spaces um, for some refreshments while it happens. Um, there's some people coming in from out of town. Um, I believe there are authors and other people that they wanted to feature. So uh, previously, the, the person who put that on had bankrolled it herself. But as it got more popular, it started getting expensive. So this year, she, she used Kickstarter to raise money to do it. And, and what kind, let me, let me ask you about this, um, what kind of book projects have you seen the most successful? And I guess we should look at what they were raising the monies for, if that you have any idea about that, as well as is there a genre with, with, uh, in which they were in? Sure. Um, I've seen lots of different types of book projects succeed. Uh, we've got a really excellent science fiction and fantasy community on the site, actually. Uh, I guess they, they tend to be early technological adopters. So there's a very strong, supportive sci-fi community. Um, we've had Hugo Award-winning authors and illustrators make books on Kickstarter. And some of them have raised in the 30000 range. Mm-hmm. Um, one type of book I see succeed frequently is an anthology where someone will put together writing by a number of different people. Those are really great because then you can draw on on the networks of everyone who's contributing. So if you have 12 authors promoting a project, you're much more likely to reach your goal than if it's just you doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. So this would be the promoter publisher running the kickstarting thing and then trying to get the people that he, he or she has um, included in the anthology to roll it forward? Sometimes uh, they'll find anchor authors to to agree to contribute to the anthology before it launches, before uh-huh. the project launches, uh-huh. um, or sometimes they'll have all of the content set beforehand. Um, but sometimes they'll they'll take submissions afterwards. Mm-hmm. And and the reality is, if they're anchor authors, they're usually named. They've always got established, and they will most likely be getting a fee because they're the bait to attract the other people to be involved, knowing a little bit about anthologies um, in that yeah. process. Okay, interesting. What other yeah, types of books do well? Um, one of the most successful book projects of all time was called Hello, Ruby. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who was an illustrator and a coder, and she wanted to create a children's book to get kids excited, especially girls, excited mm-hmm. about, uh, about coding. So... It's a really charming story about a girl who's got all of these friends, um, and she's a secret language, which is code. So the book kind of takes her through her world um, and starts to explain the secret language of code a little bit. And mm-hmm. she set a modest goal of $10,000 for this illustrated children's book, and the project went bonkers, and she raised closing in on $400,000. 
Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. So the, the project got um, the scale increased quite significantly very, very fast. Well, Margot, you brought a really interesting point. So when something, it's, it's called that's called overfunding. Um, so when a project gets overfunded, is that what, what, what compels a donor to do that? Do, do they just want to be attached to it? Or are some of the rewards and perks so, so seducing they just want to get involved in them? Or is there I something think there else? are a lot of reasons that people would, would back a project that is already funded. Um, partly just because if you see a book that sounds really interesting or that really speaks to you, whether you're getting it as a Kickstarter reward or whether you're buying it from a bookstore, you still want that book. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's the same thing that, uh, that will make a book a bestseller. If people discover it and start to enjoy it and talk about it uh, with their friends, then a lot of people will jump on that bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And I think for something like that, people really got behind the mission of helping, helping teach kids to code in addition to just the book itself. Mm -hmm. um, Margo, what kind of books uh, don't work uh, on Kickstarter? And, and actually, Kickstarter does turn down types of projects. Which are those? Uh, the only projects that Kickstarter doesn't accept are ones that break our rules or don't fit within our categories. Okay, uh, so what are those? What are the rules and what are the categories? The rules, um, projects must create something to share with others. So a book is something you can create and share with others. Um, they must be honest and clearly presented. So if you lie and say you're Stephen King, um, then probably <laughs> someone will report you if we don't catch you uh, right off the bat. Um, those, those projects will be flagged and taken down. Um, and projects cannot fundraise for charity or offer um, equity or a share of royalties or anything, um, or involve a prohibited item. So you can't offer alcohol as a reward. You can't offer guns. Um, no drugs. They're pretty self-explanatory, um, but there's a list of them on our website. Uh, if you go to kickstarter.com forward slash rules. Yeah, and, and I ask all our listeners, I want you to know that of all the crowdfunding websites, I've seen Kickstarter has the best set of tutorials. Um, it's, easy, it's a really easy to navigate uh, website and that you can get around and find things very quickly. I, I like the ability that you can quickly put in either the name of someone who know who is, who is heading up the campaign or the exact name of the campaign and you can get where you want to get. I've always appreciated that, Marco. <laughs> well, we, we try to make it easy to find what you're looking for. We're yeah, I mean, it's really important. It's really important um, with that. Okay, so in, you had mentioned that there are some new rules. I know we're coming up to the bottom of the hour here. But you had mentioned that there's, uh, there, there had been some relaxing of a couple of the rules of Kickstarter. Which ones were those? Well, we used to be very, very strict about no charity whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, but then we, we discovered there kept being cases that fell into a gray area. So we really clarified that you cannot donate the money raised from the Kickstarter project to charity. Mm -hmm. But if you create a children's book, for example, you can donate that to local libraries or, or children's programs. Um, previously, that was always a little bit unclear. 
so we can do it back doors. All right, we're going to come right back and we're going to get into what are the steps to create a successful campaign so you hold the fun. Just do the trials. It's all for you. Guys, This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles okay so we're talking about kickstarter we're talking about crowdfunding we're talking about how to be successful margo atwell who is the community publishing manager and uh, with Kickstarter is our guide today. And we really want to talk about how do you put together a great campaign? How do you, how do you put together the content page, which is absolutely important? And what all do you need on that? So, Margo, where do we start? What's the very first thing we need to do? Well, first you have to think about what you're making and 
who is going to want that, who you're trying to attract to your project. Uh, I think most authors have an ideal reader in mind, um, mm-hmm. but who that person is really depends on uh, what type of book it is. Um, a science fiction novel is going to have a really different page than uh, a self-help guide or a children's book. So really thinking about who your audience is um, is really the first step to making a good project. Um, I feel like creating a project kind of, in some ways, it's really intuitive to publishing types because a lot of what you include in a book or around your book promotion um, are the pieces that fit into the project page. So, for example, authors and publishers are really used to writing about what their book is. Um, So Kickstarter has a a description area where you can write about what your book is. Um, But Kickstarter is kind of unique because people really are attracted to not just the book itself, but the story behind the book, the story of who's making the book and why. So if you can also add information about that and really convey your passion for the project, your project is going to be more likely to succeed. Um, One way people really convey their passions for their project is in the project video. And that tends to be a little bit of a, a trickier thing for a lot of authors. Um, we all become authors because we like to write, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're comfortable on camera. I know that I have a really hard time. Um, But having a video is really crucial to making a connection with uh, potential backers. So I really encourage people to to have a video, even if it's something low-tech, like just having your iPhone and shooting a quick video of yourself. I think it's way better, um, and projects are a little more likely to succeed if they've got a video than if they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you hear that from everyone, and, and the more personal they are, the better. Yeah, but they really don't have to be fancy. I think if you mm-hmm. go on Kickstarter, sometimes you'll see super fancy videos with you know technology projects or cuts or illustrations or animations, and I don't see a lot of that in the publishing category. I think they tend to be pretty pretty down and dirty, straightforward, the author talking to the backer um, in an honest and uh, and passionate way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and also, do you have recommendations for what the length should be? Yeah, um, short and sweet. (laughs) Short and sweet. It's the Internet, so people are busy. They've got a lot of demands on their time. Uh, I'd recommend keeping it under three minutes, but... You know, a minute and a half would be perfectly fine. You really just need to be long enough to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what your project is and why it's exciting, uh, and then encourage people to back it. And, and you know, Margot, actually I see so many, I've watched so many of these videos, and they forget to, one, tell them what the monies are for, which I think is a good idea. Um, and, and two, ask them, ask for their support. Yeah. Ask for their support. Because, and you always have to remember, everyone, yeah, you're not going to get it unless you ask for it. So you do need to do that. It's an important element of this game. Margo, what about having um, more than one video? Any thoughts there? Yeah, uh, you can definitely add more than one video. Um, you've got a main project video, but there's space to add images or videos or other things down below. Uh, I think if you have the type of project that uh, where another video would be interesting, 
or you have something else to say, you can definitely do that. And not everyone will watch all the videos. But the more you can show what you're doing and why it's cool, the better. And I do actually recommend including images in your project. It's a bit of a challenge for a book project because, you know, maybe you've just written a novel and you don't think you have any images. Um, but if you can figure out a cool way to include some images, uh, it can really break up the page. And, you know, the Internet is such a visual medium that having other videos or images, mm -hmm. it really attracts people. Mm -hmm. All right. And then rewards are huge. They're always huge, and if I recall correctly, you, it, yeah, that could have changed, but I thought Kickstarter had slots for up to 10 rewards. Is that correct, or, or has, am I wrong? Uh, I don't believe we've limited the number of rewards. I've definitely looked at projects that have dozens of them. So there, oh, okay. There, there might be a limit somewhere, but I haven't found it yet. Uh, All right, I think so, there was one project where uh, someone had offered I don't know, maybe 300 individual reward levels, one for each page of the book. That was a long one reviewing. Holy uh, smokes. <laughs> I don't recommend that many rewards. No, no, we no. Keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Five to seven reward levels tend to be really good. You want to have rewards at different price levels. So something at a very low level that someone can just touch their support and get your updates. Um, but they don't necessarily even get a copy of this thing you're making. Uh, is is there a, a, on rewards, is there a, it seems to be average, a sweet spot that people um, typically donate or accept? Yeah, we see, especially in the publishing category, um, but also site-wide, the sweet spot for rewards tends to be 20 to $30. Most the largest number of project backings come in at that level. So usually, especially for a book project, that would be the book itself. Okay. And then, so if, if I had a book project, I mean, you're looking at these all the time. What are the kind of the typical type of rewards that you see that seem to be the standards that, that you would expect? And what are some of, maybe some of the unusual ones that have tickled donors' fancies? Uh, many people will offer a postcard or a bookmark or a thank you on social media at the lower levels. Mm -hmm. uh, very frequently they'll offer an ebook, the book itself, um, a signed or personalized copy of the book. Sometimes people do special editions depending on what type of book they're putting out or a hardcover. Um, at the higher levels, sometimes people will have uh, a conversation with the author over Skype or in person or a seminar if they're an educator, um, or they'll come to your town and do a book signing. Um, but depending on what your project is, you can get really creative. Um, some authors will write you into the story. Some of them will let you contribute something, or they'll write a story specifically for you. Um, Alex Schwartzman, the author of The Unidentified Funny Object, uh, did a really cool promotion where um, there was a scavenger hunt and a worldwide scavenger hunt, and for some reason, one of the one of the items on that list was that you had to get a published science fiction author to write a 200-word story for you. So Alex had a live campaign at that point, and he actually offered for backers of $10 and up to write the story 
for you. So I think he ended up writing something like 16 stories. Wait a minute. He wrote a separate story for people who only gave $10? It was, yeah, it was a little uh, a short story, maybe a flash fiction story of 200 words or less. And for backers who pledged $10 or more, yeah, he wrote an individual story. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of get. work for $10, I hate to tell you, because writing a that's 200 true. flash story, I, there's, yeah, well... But I'm I think surprised. it also, it was a way that he could promote what he was doing in an interesting way. Um, it got him a lot of goodwill. I think a lot of people backed for higher than $10, but I mm -hmm. think he wanted to make it so that it wasn't out of reach for people. Mm -hmm. Well, how, that is interesting. All right, so what did, what happens if uh, you got you, you thought you had a killer reward and it was a cat's meow and just no one's interested in it? Is it easy to remove and replace them? You can add more rewards, uh, and you can change your reward if your project is live if nobody has backed it. But once you've got a backer at a reward level, you can't change it anymore. Um, I think that's meant to prevent people from altering the reward, reward once someone's pledged. Oh, no, that, and that makes total sense to me. And, and, and then what about... Um, that uh, someone was talking about some, doing some stretch rewards, that if, if you, you put in a reward, a new reward, and you stretch it, and all of a sudden you say it's a combination of this and this on that. Or, or Margot, is it typical that for each progressive reward, let's say we've moved up from the $10 level to the $250 level, for example, would you assume that the $250 level would get everything if you had participated before? Is there a, like a progressive? Um, I'm not quite sure what you mean with the last one. Well, let's say $10, we're going to give you a hearty thank you and I'm going to send you a postcard. If you do $25, I'll give you a hearty thank you and a postcard and an ebook. At $50, I'll give you a book book, I'll give you an ebook, a hearty thank you, and a postcard. So that would be a progressive. Gotcha. Uh, we tend to see at the higher levels, people mm -hmm. tend to provide something um, that's more of an experience or um, a memento of the project or something that's, that's more personal or more exclusive. So it's okay. not just necessarily. I, I, sometimes I'll see people, you know, for $25 you get one book, for 50 you get two, for 250 you get 10. And I don't think that's necessarily compelling. No, I, I don't. You should so really I, think about what would make you put that amount yeah. of money if you had that oh. amount of money. I'll be with you. All right. When we come back, um, we will talk about some other compelling rewards. I'll share one that, that people jumped on with a campaign that I was involved in. And we're talking Kickstarter and crowdfunding. This is Judith Bryles with Margot Atwell with Kickstarter. We'll be right is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. 
You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need The Book Shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com welcome back to your guide to book publishing Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We're talking crowdfunding, and with me is Margot Atwell with Kickstarter. And I was just sharing that one of the projects that I was involved with was Ashley Bratton's uh, project. And you can look her up on search projects on the Kickstarter search site, and it's just A S H L E E B R A T T O N. She had a 30, 30 by 30, 30 times 30 list, Life Before the Lottery. And she had a total of 54 backers. She was her goal was to raise 8,500. She raised 96.35, and her gift started with as little as a dollar, um, which basically said, "Gee, I kind of like you, and I'm going to throw a dollar at you." Um, and then she got a ten dollars was a thank you, heartful thank you, and a high five for supporting the project. All the way up to her, she had a fifteen hundred dollar contributor, and she said, "If you pledge a thousand or more." And she had a couple of backers here that they would get a professional portrait session getaway. Ashley is a professional photographer. They would enjoy a portrait package and one night stay at the author owned 
uh, bed and breakfast in Southern Colorado. And a few people jumped on that, plus some other goodies that she put together. But it's a, it's, it's, she's got a lot of graphics here. She's got the images. She's got the video that uh, Margot was talking about she needed to do. She invited them in the project, and she told them what the purpose of the monies were. And I'm thrilled to tell you all that, that this week her book came in, and she's already starting to get media. She has her first book signing, and it's a standing room only crowd um, where it's set up. The reservations are off the top. So she's very excited. She's worked very hard, and it's the, the book is lovely. Even, you know, I, I'm thrilled to say that I got, was involved in the creation of it, but it really is uh, beautifully, beautifully done. Um, and she's going to deserve all the kudos and the book sales that are going to start coming in here momentarily as she has this first signing and a whole bunch of other events right after it. All right, so Margo, with this, um, what what kind of goals? How, how do you set your project goal? How much money do you figure out you need? Or is there some little uh, tips that you can give us on do we have a fudge factor um, Kickstarter uh, for everyone, you know, to remind you it's a kind of all or nothing program. Unless, is there any, you're ever going to change that, Margo, that you know of? Any chatter of that? No, we really think that the all or nothing mechanic is pretty compelling. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it also builds in a safety net for both the creator and the backer. For example, if I have a book that I want to publish and I work out that it's going to cost me $5,000 to publish it, if I raise $2,200, then that means I still need the other money. So either I have to come up with it on my own or I have to do a less good book, and then that's unfortunate for my backers. Um, so it really put me in a bind, actually, to get $2,200 when I need 5000 mm -hmm. But then we deliver those rewards anyway. Well, know, when, I cost out, when I cost yeah. out a book project, I, I have a lot of, Things, you know, a lot of factors that go into that, and there's not really a way to just reduce the project by half, even though I don't, I don't need to produce as many rewards. Well, so not only doing the book project, though, but if, if you only get a fraction, a small fraction of what you're trying to get, the odds of completing the project, I think, decline substantially. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we also find um, when... When you've got a base of backers that are excited about your project, when they know that your project won't get made without you hitting that goal, they really start to work on your behalf. So we've seen that if you can get to that 20% funding mark, projects are 80% likely to go on and fund. And if you hit the 30% mark, projects are 90% likely to fund. So there's really a big gulf between people who get some support and um, then can can get those people to rally around them and people who just sort of invite a couple people and then the project never really gets them out. Okay. And and then what about, um, I guess timing is always really important. Is, is there a better time than not to try to do a publishing crowdfunding program? I think it really depends on what you're trying to do and when your manuscript or when your project is ready. We do see that people launch fewer projects during the holidays, and whether that's because they don't want to have to do the work during the holidays or because they think that other people might not back them during the holidays, mm -hmm. 
I'm not really sure about that. Uh, is there, is there a, do, are you, do your stats show that there is a certain month, uh, certain uh, season where more monies are raised than others? Well, this is my first year at Kickstarter, so it's very hard for me to, I, I don't really have the comparison to be able to look back. But it doesn't seem like there's conventional wisdom that more backers will back book projects in one month versus another. Than the other. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's really just when you're ready to, to launch your project. When you're ready to go, you're ready to go, so to speak. Mm -hmm. All right. So how do you promote a project once it's live? Okay, let's say we're up and running and bang, here it goes. What, um, what, what do we need to do? So once you've built your beautiful project, you have your images, you have your video, you have your description, um, you need to sign up for, for Amazon payments as well. Um, and make sure to give yourself some time in case anything gets wrong or anything goes wrong with the verification process. You submit your project, you hit this green button that says continue. And then depending on whether or not our algorithm decides that your project is risky, um, you'll either have the option to launch now um, or you will um, potentially have to submit for review. And if you have the launch now option, you can still submit your project to the community managers here to get advice and feedback. Um, but you can also just go ahead and hit launch now and um, go live. So you, you mentioned risk factors. So what are the robots looking for? <laughs> Um, the, the robots have their own logic, um, which I wasn't really involved in, in creating. Um, but I think there are certain types of words that would flag it. Like if you have a lot of weapons-related words, for example, um, the project might just get flagged as potentially having something that we're, we're not okay with. Uh, and frequently those projects turn out to be nothing. It's someone writing about a medieval armor project. Um, so that's why we have people here going through and checking projects because we, we want to make sure that no one gets caught up in some sort of filter and a good project gets filtered out. So every project that isn't eligible for launch now gets reviewed by a person. Mm -hmm. is, is there ideally, um, and I, I don't know, this may be just too ambiguous here, is there an ideally uh, type of social media following a, a project uh, or maybe the the person who's hosting the project, creating the project, um, have behind them to make it successful because this it's you know the reach out is certainly with the social media crowd. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for a project creator to think about how they're going to reach fans. If they've written books before and they have a following, it's going to be easier for them because they can go back and and draw on the people who have already read them and liked them. They're sort of more of a proven quantity, but even someone who's never written a book before can can definitely do things to, to build up a following beforehand. Mm -hmm. we'll a lot of people submitting their work, um, you know, maybe submitting short stories to magazines or online publications, people blogging and building up a following that way. Uh, some people are using uh, Smashwords, Smashwords and Wattpad to show off their work when it's still in the early stages and people will get on board and follow them after that. But it is important to have channels that you use to communicate with your fans and friends, um, whether that be Twitter or Facebook or Tumblr or a blog or an e-newsletter. Um, any of those or any combination of those can work if you do it right. 
Okay. And then two more questions. Um, Second to last is, what about updates? You know, how do we, how, how does someone update their backers? We have, a, we have an update tool, and you can just go in there and write a note, add a video, add a photo. Um, and updates are a phenomenal tool to keep your backers in the loop about how your project is going, um, interesting developments, and, and give them kind of a, a neat inside look at how a book actually gets made. Um, because a lot of people who are authors or publishers forget that not everyone gets to see behind the curtain of the book publishing process. And it can be really cool to see, you know, what does a page proof look like and what are mm-hmm. the different cover samples. Mm-hmm. Um, so by sending regular backer updates and keeping your backers posted on your progress, um, you can really make them feel like they're part of, part of the success of the progress uh, of the project. And is and it still while your, while your campaign is live, you can mm-hmm. use updates to communicate things. Um, if you add rewards, if you have a stretch goal, which I think you touched on earlier, um, if you have a media hit or something like that, um, any of those things can be a great thing to update backers about. Exactly, because and you may need and you may need some more help. I mean, a couple of ours have had to go back and say, mm, "I'm almost there. Help, help, help!" Because you've been you've been interacting, and they know what's going on. They're more inclined to be part of the journey and want to come in and help out. That would be my gut reaction. Absolutely, and and it's a this is one of the things that the all or nothing funding piece um, can motivate. Mm-hmm. If you are twenty percent away from your goal, but you have only four days left you can definitely go to your backers and encourage them to share it with their friends. And a lot of them will do it. If they're that's excited the about thing, getting the book. That's the first thing I would do. I would, that would be the first thing I'd do. All right. I, hard, I hate to say this. We're out of time. Um, oh, no. Lo- I know. <laughs> I know. A lot of information. Crowdfunding is a fabulous tool. It's, it's the Internet angel for all of you. And learn about it. Take advantage of it. Go up to Kickstarter. Go through their tutorials. Go through some of their successful campaigns because you will learn a lot. And Margot Atwell, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week